Well, hello there. You fantasy reindeer slaying motherfuckers. <laughs> I wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh my God. Oh. I hope you're hope you're doing well. I hope everyone's healthy. Dave, what's going on, man? Uh it's uh yeah, man. Merry Christmas to you too. And it's uh the first time, ready? The first time since 2018 that I'm not playing a meaningful fantasy game the week of Christmas. I'm about that. I, I, I'm so glad that you, that you, you brought this up. Cause like, first off, I just want to say with the the recap, you lost 97 to 124 to fancy footwork. Yep. Yep. But I, I I think I'm the biggest shit talker uh, of you. I'm, I'm a hater, but I'm also, I, I love what you've done. And so I, for me, I need to give you a little ode, you know, like I, I, I ode to joy of the perfection of your team over the past three years because your masterful uh, GM style in 2018 and 2019 created a three-year dynasty. And now I'm not sure if we, I, I actually, I believe you did calculate how much money your team would have cost uh, after uh, free agency and everyone paid the total amount of money. I don't remember what that number was, but it was astronomical. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think we'll ever see what you did in this league ever again. I, I, I the rookie draft obviously has a big factor into that. Uh, I think you're very like astute and keen in figuring out what players are likely to perform well, and so obviously only being able to pick a certain amount of players and and not be able to kind of cost it it, it hurts you, but. Man, I, I just, I gotta be honest. It's a, it was an honor to get my ass kicked by your team <laughs> for that long. And I hope, I hope we create a hall of fame just to memorialize what you accomplished. So congratulations, man. I know it, it had to eventually come to an end, but great, great job. Yeah. You know, yeah. it could always well, continue. It's uh, yeah. I mean, obviously this year, um, I tried to continue it and did things without depth. Uh, this was the first year I did not leave the draft with 30 players on my roster. Um, you know, injuries happen. No one, no one's crying for me, you know, injuries happen, COVID happens and um, whatever is what it is. It uh, it's unfortunate, but no, I think it's good. Good for the league. And, yeah, I think the run lasted probably two years longer than it uh, than it will in in future years. That I think it's hard to build a dynasty and extend it for three years because the bill becomes due on players. You're going to see that this year and next year. Yep. Um, and uh, you know maybe some teams will more teams will set their lineups in the future, and uh, it'll just be that much more competitive. You won't have teams tanking after week two because. I don't know why, but <laughs> they won't tank as early. So another frustration, another topic we'll get into a little bit later, but yeah, let me ask you just for people, you know, preparing for the off season and their moves. Yeah. Would you, would you re- recreate what your strategy was this year where you kind of went less depth and still try to create the best starting lineup that you possibly could obviously having to sacrifice that depth. Um. I don't know what much more I would have done, to be honest. Um, I I really don't. I mean, obviously knowing the injuries, I know, you know, keeping Chris Carson, I would not have done and, and 
try to use that money elsewhere. But um, I think that's, that's what you want. You want to spend money on starting QBs, starting running backs, and at least try to get a top wide receiver and then kind of build from there with cheap depth and um, hopefully some young talent and, and something hits big and um, you get lucky with like an Elijah Mitchell uh, yeah. obviously didn't play last week, but you know, having that starting running back on the 49ers, like, uh, you know, getting, getting those workhorse guys for cheap and um, hopefully that propels you on. Yeah. Those, those cheap players that you randomly get that turn in, turn out to be superstars are obviously critical for any franchise. Mine, I got Deontay Johnson and Terry McLaurin two, two and a half years ago. And obviously that has been a very core part of my team. Um, and you look at what fancy did fancy put him up for bid. I, I went actually back to the draft board uh, this year and he was one of the first people fancy bid on. It was, it was like the third, I guess it couldn't have been the third, but it was, it was something like the 10th player and the first player that fancy actually put up for bid and no one put a bid on him, which was kind of surprising. Obviously there was a lot of hype with Trey, Trey Sermon and all of that. So that had a factor, but uh, interesting to kind of process that go back. Like if you, if you really love the elite, go back to the previous draft year and see people's strategies and what they did, because you might be able to learn something, maybe pull away something um, for the people that aren't in a meaningful game right now, but enough, enough saying how great you are. I'm going to go back to being a hater. Cause that's what I feel more comfortable. <laughs> in. Yeah. Uh, this was off. <laughs> off character for you. Uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> Don't hate the player, hate the game. You know what I'm saying? Um, all right. So the uh, so we have we had three games. We obviously went through the Rams are the best and Pansy Footwork. The other game, loose cannons versus TDs is one that actually I want to kind of talk about all of these. I mean, this was an incredibly close game and included some of the lowest scores in the playoffs. Uh, are you kind of surprised by the outcome at all? Um, not so much surprised by the outcome. I I mean, I, I picked the best TDs to win this. Um, well, I guess I picked them to cover, which they did. But I I thought they'd win it, and I was hoping we'd be coming on saying how much that three-point home field advantage factored in. Um, Manny Unkloose Cannons winning 86.9 to 85.7. So winning by just over one point, uh, and this very easily could have been the other way, winning by just over a point. Um but I, I joked with you guys off air that there was going to be a matchup where we had, you know, under a hundred points each team and, and low scoring. And I thought it was going to be Drew and Scrubs, but, uh, but it was this one. And I guess that, you know, in hindsight makes a little more sense, but um, yeah, I mean, for loose cannons, their quarterbacks combined for under 20 points. And usually that's not a recipe for winning. So yeah. Um, Kudos to Brandon Cooks <laughs> for carrying that team. And, a, yeah. Um, yeah. And they, you know, it helps when the best TDs has uh, three starters score under two points each um, right in the wide receiver and, and running back. So, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey, this would have been a different team, but like I said, with my recap injuries suck and no one else is shedding a tear for you. So sucks Keith, but good, uh, good first year in the league. Um, congrats on getting that far. Absolutely. I mean, we got to just, uh, we, we, sh I don't want to say you shit talk, but we definitely told the new owners coming in that, you know, you're not going to do well. Don't try your first season kind of prepare for the long run. 
they took that advice immediately defenestrated it and then <laughs> went on to have incredible seasons combining you know breeze nuts and uh, best tds in particular combining for what a 20 and 5 season or 20 excuse me 20 and yeah. seven something like that 20 uh, 20 and 8 20 and 8 thank you yeah i mean just absolutely insane you know obviously i i think I'm worried about these teams and I know we're kind of, we don't have that many games to review. So I'm going to talk a little bit more, but I, I, I am worried about some of these teams because their contracts that are so valuable, they're kind of losing out on uh, Debo Samuel in particular for the best TDs. That's going to be a hard player to replace. You're going to have to shell out a lot of money. And uh, I don't know where that money's going to come from. Probably Christian McCaffrey, but your team needs a running back too. So I don't know what you do. Yeah, pretty thin there. Um, Jimmy G, we don't suspect will start every game next year for the 49ers, so you're losing that second QB. So going to be tough on paper to repeat this, but, you know, there's there's money to be saved down below. And, you know, who knows what, like, a uh, Jamal Williams or a uh, Antonio Brown, you know, still two, three dollar players next year. Uh, You just need one of those to hit and and Keith could make a run again. Great point. Like, I mean, that's, that's one of the big factors. I always think about Christian McCaffrey, but I always forget Antonio Brown, not playing for the, for the second half of the season. We saw what he did in the first half of the season where he was putting up double digit games every week. Uh, and yeah. Keith just, yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it was a rough end to the season where, you know, Keith had he been at full strength. And again, that's a huge, maybe, but had he been at full strength, probably, could have won the league. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, especially when you compare it to other teams that really didn't face those kind of injury problems like fancy footwork. Um, all right. So the, the last game that I really want to go into, and we'll briefly go over the losers bracket, but Drews versus scrubs, 127 Drews winning 127 to uh, 112 against the scrubs. And man, I mean, it really came down. I know you can always break down any game, right? Like it's very easy to say, like if this had happened then everything would have changed, but just consider for a fact uh, for a moment, Mike Williams catches the touchdown on the first drive, right? He drops a slant pass. It should have been a pretty easy completion for a big bodied receiver drops it, injures himself. It kind of all falls apart. That's 10 points for the scrubs. Now that's not enough in its entirety to obviously cover the gap of this, but you, you also look at Jamar chase one reception for three yards. Like that's probably going to be his all time low in his career, right. For the, at least the next five years. Uh, so I, I just, it, it, it's a surprise to say the least that uh, the score happened, but I, I can't say that the better team didn't win. I mean, Drew's is just a very strong team. And you look at each one of these players, it kind of feels like they came out and performed the way they, we expected them to. Yeah. I mean, when a matchup's this close, you know, Scott obviously will be kicking himself a little, just hoping that something else could have happened. Yeah. You know, you had Stevenson who uh, with Harris out, Stevenson should have been the bell cow back for the Patriots and, and only getting 35 or whatever yards. And then, uh, Barkley, you know, still looked like he was going to, it looks like we we're getting Barkley back. And then, you know, a seven point fantasy day. And, and you said it when, uh, when Joe Burrow for Drew's team, his rushing yards outscored Jamar's <laughs> receiving, uh, it just, it just sucks. But, uh, 
you know, again, good year for Scott and winning a division we made fun of all year. And um, honestly, a team I thought was, had they gotten through this week, could have been a, a threat to, to win the whole thing this year. So um, again, good job and sucks, but yeah. moved on. <laughs> and, you know, I, I chatted with Scott after it happened and he was actually in a pretty, pretty good mood because most of his key players are on, you know, the second year of their contract, which means, you know, his entire team is coming back next year and everything can kind of change. So, you know, good spirits. And uh, I don't know, I, I feel, I wish I was a little bit more like that. Right. I'm a little bit more on the mom, <laughs> a little bit more self-pitying. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, like it's over. I can't believe it. But if fantasy football is meant to be fun, you got to enjoy it. And uh, yeah. So I wish yeah. I was a little bit more like Scott. Now go- speaking, speaking of fantasy football being fun, this is the first year we've done this, but we created the losers bracket. You know, you you pay, you pay into the side pot. Yeah, good fucking segue, right? I, I don't even need to call it out because that was just seamless how I did that. Yeah, my own, right? Um, but you know, people people pay to be in the the side pot, and and it's meant to be fun for the whole season, not just the first fourteen weeks if you miss the playoffs. So we've got the losers bracket. Draft order is already set nothing to lose set your fucking lineups um it it baffles me that uh you know joe's primo team and mike ryan just didn't set their lineup again um i guess they're not checking um money comes easy to those guys we know but uh no just set your lineup they could have both we could have had a ryan bro matchup this week and instead mike loses for just not putting in a qb Ah, so I don't know. I think that bothers me more than losing this week. I, I, I feel that a little bit too. Like, I'm like, all right, come on guys. Like the losing bracket was a great way to kind of just encourage everyone. Like the season isn't over when the playoffs hit, there's yeah. a way to win your money back. Sure. 80 bucks isn't a lot of money, but it's more about just winning the losers bracket. And we will have a losers trophy eventually. Like it will be like a toilet boil level trophy, <laughs> but it will be great in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, man, all he had to do to win was like two, two lineup changes, right? Play the number one tight end in the league right now with Mark Andrews and, or I guess number two, since Kelsey had a pretty good week and Cam Newton and those two, alone, oh, yeah. you know, get yeah. you, gets you that much closer. Not to mention you could have played Miles Sanders over an inactive Adrian Peterson. I mean, but you didn't even throw things out there. You didn't even need to do that. You could have just done QB over Logan Woodside. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So look uh, yeah, for, you- for Joe's primo team. I mean, he's still alive. Um, sorry. Mike Ryan loses 92 to 54 against the Puxatawney Pennsylvania Keeks. Uh, for Joe's primo team, since we just talked about that, he's still alive. After the great season that Breeze Nuts had, they laid the biggest dud in uh, – I just – it sucks, again. Um, their best player was probably Leonard Fournette, who got hurt and missed three quarters of the game um, or half of the game, whatever it was. Um, so Joe's primo team still won. Uh, hilariously – by not starting Adams and Cup, Amon St. Brown and Marquez Calloway. I guess they both outscored Devontae Adams. So Cup would have been the right play, but Adams was not somehow on that team. Uh, and they're still alive. So, hey, maybe they'll start a lineup this week and, and win this thing, or they're playing for 2022. 
but why? <laughs> well, I mean, I know this is the whole point of this segment, yeah. but why? Yeah. Just win yeah. your 80 bucks. No one's going to, yeah. we want you to do well. <laughs> we want you to capture the glory that your team deserves oh, man. here. Because, you know, you, you've got um, Cam Akers coming back, which I think, you know, we, we don't really talk about the NFL side, but as a Rams fan, you must be excited and also fly oh, yeah. Cam Akers with an Achilles tear comes back in a few months like unheard of to be honest um, the first thing i thought of oh this guy's the next adrian peterson that was my first thought because i'm like who else has come back from an injury in half the time period the expected time period expected time period when they traded for von miller he tweeted him running on a treadmill four or five weeks ago so we'll see you know, it, it'll be sometime in the playoffs yeah, or exactly. Super Bowl if he's activated, but it's still kind of cool. Yeah, he's not playing this week. He's not playing next week. He's just, uh, you know, they're just getting him some practice time because they expect him to be able to play in the playoffs, which yeah. is still just insanity, insanity. Yeah. But it uh, must be very exciting for, you know. Yeah. Uh, As a Rams fan in yeah. real life, not just fantasy. <laughs> Um, yeah, the other two games, Peyton's making nachos wins 97 to 51 over the home run hitters. Uh, just an unfortunate week all around for home run hitters as they had zero players scored double digit points. You're not going to win with that. Um, and then the Philly citywide congrats winning the losers bracket highest score of the week. Is that right? Yeah. With 107 defeating Streets meets uh, 83. Um, again, we came into the season with higher hopes for uh, for Streets meets team and um, never really lived up to it. And I think, unfortunately for them, they gosh, I, I don't know. I don't know if they would. I mean, they were trying to win this year and and only squeaked out four games. And uh, obviously, the trade for Derek Carr. They don't even own the pick next year. So. Um, Look, you can build through the draft still. It's you don't need the rookie draft, but um, but still tough for Tyler. It's tough for Tyler, and I believe he doesn't even have his second round pick either. Trading it to Scott uh, last year, so I, I'm not sure about that. I need to confirm, but that would be very rough because the team is like Tyler's just such a good owner, right? Like I've talked to him a bunch. He has the theory of what he wants to do, and it just some trades haven't worked out. Some players haven't worked out. And yeah, he's just kind of now mired in kind of a win now mode. And yeah, it's just kind of an interesting strategy that unfortunately everything you do, there's always a risk factor. And it feels like Tyler has unfortunately had the bad side of each, each thing that he's done, the, the, you know, minuscule risk associated with it, it's happened. And and that's just unfortunate, but it is fantasy football. Yeah. All right. So I, I, I've got to spend a moment here or we're transitioning out of recap. And, uh, man, I, I can't tell you how upset I am about what's happening right now with COVID and the disruption into the fantasy playoffs. First off, let me get, get let me just say this off the bat. I don't expect coaches, I don't expect NFL like teams in and of themselves to care about fantasy football whatsoever. That, that's not, any, any complaints that I leverage that's not against them. The coaches are there to win. But do not fucking tell me that the NFL as, an, as a league, as a league, is not fully aware of the financial value of fantasy football. Where $81 billion each year is associated to 
fantasy football revenue, whether it's be through ads or, or whatever. Think about how many TV, there's like at least one TV channel dedicated just completely to fantasy football. You know, it's a huge part of the, the league and it just feels like they have, by not preparing anything for a potential outbreak that, you know, Omicron's kind of presenting to the league. They've just kind of fucked the league. Like, how wonderful would it be if we see this happening? The Browns have this huge outbreak. The league is already built in one week where it's like, okay, listen, guys, we're delaying games. We are allowing all of the players booster shots, thereby increasing their effectiveness against, you know, COVID from 30%, which is what, you know, if you just have the first two shots, at least that's my basic understanding to 70% with the booster shot. And then, and again, not every player is vaccinated. And I'm not saying, you know, you, you do whatever you want to do, but for those vaccinated players, you're going to completely, you're going to significantly reduce the effectiveness of, you know, or the, the outbreak of this, but it just feels like they haven't prepared at all. And now we're just kind of getting this. Okay. Who knows you know, this today, Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon go on the COVID list. Like, what your Ian book is starting for the saints. This is, we're getting into the absurd level. And I, you know, it just feels like my God, Roger Cadell is just a fucking paste eater. I, I just don't <laughs> know how to describe the guy. Like no preparations done at all. I, I, yeah. I could go on forever, but it just kind of sucks. And like, even if it, you benefit from it, it just feels like it puts an asterisk on the playoffs. At least that's my you know feeling. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's a whole season resume, right. To get to this point. And, um, yo, what's up? Oh, am I still here? Yeah. You were, you were there the whole time. I was just oh. watching you move your mouse around. I was like, what's going on? Oh, okay. Yeah, we're keeping this in by the Yeah. No, that's good. That, a dramatic pause. <laughs> really build the suspense um yeah all i was gonna say is you know it it sucks and and injuries happen um and that's one thing that you hate to see but that's that's part of the game uh covid obviously something we've been dealing with the last two years but not something you want to see or plan for and and yeah you build a, a season worth of resume to get to this point um some teams built on more depth than others and um you know, I think, unfortunately, this week, uh, COVID is probably going to decide, you know, the two playoff matchups or contribute significantly to the outcome of the two playoff matchups. Um, anyway, yeah. No, I, I think it's, you know, a very astute point. Um, like, it's just, and the fact that we're a 16-man lead, too, provides us so little depth right like we do not have the option to have these huge you know really good players like if you look at a 10-man league my god most of most of the entire like backups on a 10-man league's roster are starting in our league right like you know you go in i lost well i expect to lose travis kelsey this week and so i need a replacement tight end i go on to the uh, or to our waiver wire and the best names looking back at me are, you know, Mercedes Lewis, Harrison Bryant, the third tight end on the Browns. Like, it's just not a, it's, there's not too many options. So it really does feel like it decides the fate of, of, of the games. Yeah. Like you said, like, it's going to have a huge impact. And, and like I said, it's going to have an asterisk on this playoffs regardless. Yeah. I, I did a, um, 
when, when Travis Kelsey went out, you know me, I'm a little obsessive. So I went in and I, I downloaded Since when? Yeah, I you downloaded it so well. every single uh, player who's got on COVID, what the date of return, well, oh, the date that they went on the COVID <laughs> list and the return date. Now that's obviously not a perfect metric. You could have COVID, for instance, on if you played a Thursday game, you could have COVID on Saturday, not return to the team until Monday and then get tested. So it's a little off. But essentially what I look when I, reviewed that is that there's a 25% chance for players that go on the COVID list on Monday to play that week, 25%. Now there's there a, go. there's three players that have a, in this, in this playoffs that went on, uh, they actually, one of them didn't go, but they tested positive on Monday, Travis Kelsey for me, Austin Eckler for Drew. And then on Tuesday, I should say, uh, Tyreek Hill. Drew and I are, of course, playing this week. And so it's a, yeah. like, it's a huge factor. Like, who gets their player back? Like, that, that could decide the, fo- the football game. And I just, I don't, I don't feel that's fair. It's just too lucky. For a game yeah. that's completely based on luck. Yeah. Yeah, it, again, you, it's, it's a, you're playing a different team than that got to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Anyway, I wish everyone stayed healthy all year and we played full healthy teams. And I probably would have lost last week, but, uh, you know, it is it's what it is. Well said. All right, I'll stop whining. We'll get to the next, ma- uh, our scoreboard matchups for the upcoming week. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we should just start with the Dardsell Droosh versus the Rockville Cartographers since uh, I am part of this game. Would you like to kind of give your thoughts? Sure. Sure. And I've got this line and we'll make it up on the fly here, but I've got this line as a Rockville as 28 point favorites. Uh, We'll just go off the site right now. And that can change obviously with COVID players in and out. Um, But for those who didn't see Byron quietly put up 149 points last week, I think you had 90 points after your first three players went. Um, Like you said, COVID hit hard. Uh, you have a little bit of depth, um, maybe outside of the tight end position, but you probably you probably don't need Travis Kelsey this week, even if Drew's team was healthy. Um, I think right now Jonathan Taylor just running on all cylinders, and all of a sudden the Cardinals don't look that good of an NFL football team. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's crazy in itself. But <laughs> thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to go away from the football, but the Lions beat the. <laughs> The yeah. I, I felt like I was in Bizarro World for a second. I was like, wait, which one of these teams is about to pick number one or to three in the NFL draft? Like, yeah, how did this happen? Oh, sorry. All right. Um, and and you and I were talking a little earlier and not to give out your strategy. Actually, I won't unless you want to talk about AJ Brown. I'll leave that to you. Yeah. Uh, Please talk about it. Yeah, I don't care. Well, yeah. So I, I think you're smart in your strategy to, you know, AJ Brown hasn't played in three weeks. You don't know what you're going to get. Uh, sure, you've got like Terry McLaurin and, um, you know, maybe some other guys you'd consider starting over a just coming off injury player, uh, but he's playing Thursday night and you know he's playing <laughs> between now and Thursday or now and Sunday, Monday, Saturday, a lot can happen. So if you've got a, a player like A.J. Brown, who, again, it's not like he's, you know, wide receiver 100 this week. He's yeah maybe 10 slots lower than another option you have. But 
that one point difference could be a 10 point difference if someone goes goes on the COVID list. So I think it's smart to play the players when you can um, start your Thursday, start your Saturday players if it's comparable and uh, and get your point. So um, anyway, I'm not as optimistic as you that you guys are you and Drew are going to get his players back. Um, you said it. Drew's losing Austin Eckler, probably the, you know, the MVP of his team. And then just for good measure, Tyree Kill, the second best player on his team. Um, so maybe he gets one or both back, but I, I still think this is going to go uh, your way, Byron. And um, I would have you covering that 28 point spread as well. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I don't want to feel bad for my opponent. Obviously, I want to win, right? Like that, ultimately, I want to win. But Austin Eckler going against the Houston Texan defense, which is the most friendly defense to opposing running backs that you could get Austin Eckler being the number two back in the league. That, that That's a potential 35 point game for Drew. And if Austin Eckler doesn't play then, and not only that, but I, I didn't even know this drew told me this today, actually told us Austin Eckler came out today and said, Hey, I'm, I'm probably not playing on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, um, he called, he called drew. He called drew and let him, he, it was, it was on a podcast on, on <laughs> Yahoo Network with a, a, a – what was her name? Lindsay – Yeah, no, it's not Lohan. That's a actress. But there's there's someone like Liza something on, uh, fan, um, on Yahoo uh, Football. You know, uh, I believe that Drew is listening to Lindsay Lohan's podcast. On fantasy football. Right? And like, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is part of. If Drew – if Drew got to this point, taking advice from Lindsay Lohan's podcast, oh, makes us all worse. Do you think we could get Lindsay Lohan on this podcast? I'm almost I, like, I'm relatively sure that for like not, a box, we probably could. <laughs> not if she's getting stars like Austin Eckler on her podcast. Come on. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Drew obviously has already made the substitutions on his team, placing Daryl Henderson above Austin Eckler and Kadarius Tony over um, Tyree Kill. Yeah, Cole Beasley on the list too. It's like, just it's a COVID nightmare for him. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I I've got Drew covering. Give me twenty eight points for a playoff team. Um, you know, I I always I, I don't think I have. Like, in all honesty, I don't think I have the greatest matchups this week. I do think this is maybe the one of the weakest weeks that I'll put up. Um, beatable week. It's a beatable week for, for the cartographer. did not have uh, three starters on COVID. Yeah. But, you know, and Drew has some bad matchups, too. Mac Jones against Buffalo. You know, this is always one of the interesting things, though, I, I against, especially with quarterbacks when you're at a bad matchup, you could always get those fourth quarter points. Like if things happen, like who is the Jaguars quarterback that like blew up? Blake, Blake Bortles, Bortles. I call the Bortles effect because Bortles, like he was the fourth quarter master. Like he just got so many points because they were trailing 20 points that the fantasy community saw the like accumulative stats over the year. And we're like, this guy's incredible. Like 4,500 yards, 30 touchdowns. We've got to do this guy. Now he just sucked. He got him in a bad position and then they played prevent defense. But yeah. Uh, yeah so hopefully, you know, all of us get our players back coming up this week. And that would be, you know, just nice to see. All right. The other yeah. game that we have another Mahomey 
division play. This is really the Mahomey division versus the primo team division, right? Like I, yeah. I didn't even realize this. This playoff is yeah. down to who has the better division. Yeah. The Duloc division going 0-4 last week <laughs> in both brackets. Ah, come on, guys. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. We'll do better next year. Uh, but yeah, really, the the Maniunk loose cannons as the seven seed facing uh, facing fancy footwork, and um, you know you alluded to it, but this is another one that unfortunately the COVID situation is going to have a huge impact on this matchup as uh, the loose cannons. It looks like is losing both Taysom Hill and then even being prepared with the backup uh, Trevor Simeon also out this week and. You don't like your chances with just Trevor Lawrence, though. It is against the Jets. Played the Jets, so you know, always go well. Better than nothing, but uh, but yeah, losing losing both your starter and then probably who would have been your replacement, obviously, um, just unfortunate. And now he's got to sweat it out till Monday. I don't know what you do, <laughs> um, but uh, you got to throw Elijah. Elijah Moore back into the lineup, right? Like he's, he's supposed he's been on the COVID list for two weeks. So he's, he, is that true? He was, he was put on IR. He got COVID while on IR, but he was on IR. Was moved from the under reserve list. Oh my goodness. Um, week yeah. 17. So he won't even be back. Who, Dave, who do you play? Um, I mean, Brandon Cooks is on IR, uh, is on the COVID list too. Oh my God, yeah. I didn't even realize how bad this guy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, maybe you put in Chase Edmonds. Yeah. You hope they go away from Connor, but, uh, but yeah, just unfortunate. I mean, Loose Cannon's probably not going to break the 86 points they put up last week. Um, and so that again bodes well for Fancy Footwork, who, despite avoiding the COVID list thus far, uh, is also getting Darren Waller back. So they're only getting better. Um, and, you know, it, it's looking like it's going to be a battle of who's the healthiest team. And I think this week is fancy footwork. So I, I've got this line fancy is 29 and a half point favorites. Um, and I think they cover that, unfortunately, pretty easily. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go. Oh my God, it's, it's really hard to pick loose cannons because even this line has, I believe, already has Taysom Hill out. So it's, you're, you're, or he still has Taysom Hill in. So it's not even including the points that he loses because he's not in there. So this is brutal. I, I, I can't see Fancy not winning this week, unfortunately. And that's just like, because a, tw- a 30 point spread that's how you make points right like that's how you win like you you pick the underdog when they get 30 points because it's it, that's just such <laughs> a huge advantage but I, I you just look at these two these two teams and it's just like it just seems like uh, you're talking about a scrubs team against one of the best teams in the league and this is the second week of the playoffs and that's not to be a rip on chad at all like chad's have a great team it's just again covid it sucks all right. Yeah, I mean, he's okay. yeah, he, he's losing three three starters as well, um, just like Drew. Maybe some lesser fantasy names, but uh, three starters is three starters, so not ideal. All right, let's get into the losers bracket. We got Joe's Primo team versus Philly Citywide. 
Uh, Philly Citywide is 31 points up on Joe's Primo team. But again, Joe's Primo team does not have his optimal lineup in even a little bit. Like he's still got Dynami Brown in who scored zero points last week with Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams on the bench. I, I don't know how realistically we can even look at this line. I, I think that I think that probably Alex has the better team if he started everyone. Who do you have in this? Like, don't let, screw, uh, screw the screw the line. Just yeah, who wins? Oh, I I'll I'll go on the line too. I, I think Philly citywide. I think Kyle's checking his team. Um, he'll he'll make the smart decisions. Um, another new league member who's checking more than old league members. Um, if Joe's primo team didn't set his lineup last week, I don't know why he starts now. So I think yeah. Philly citywide uh, wins this covers the big number and is in the losers bracket championship next week. Yeah. I'm give me Philly citywide as well. I like to root for the, the Oh shit. I'm, I'm not trying to pick all your, pick all your guys. Oh no. I, guess uh, I, I, I we yeah. between Drush and Mahone, uh, my team. Yeah. So yeah, like, give me give me Philly Citywide for the exact same reasoning. You know, checking the yeah. lineup, he deserves it, right? He deserves yeah. it. Listening to the podcast for yeah, you know, he was emailing right. out. You listen to the pod, you deserve a win. This Absolutely, week. we should give. That's a great way to get people to listen to the pod and extend our audience. Give some points and home, like yeah, not just negative three points. Yeah, let's give some five points for podcast listeners. Yeah, if you listen to the pod, you get ten free points. Yeah. So. Yeah, text. Why wouldn't you listen? Text Dave, give me my fucking points, and he'll <laughs> add five points onto your roster. All there right. you go. Uh, yeah, I think. I think, I we, think we just. I think we made a the roll there. <laughs> I think we made a roll there. Um, All right, the last uh, losers bracket matchup: Peyton's making nachos versus the Puxatani Pensive Parakeets. Uh, again, we'll use the the line the league sets. Uh, Peyton's making nachos as twenty eight point favorites. Um, I will say this is, uh, this is a team checking, uh, Puxatawney Pensa Parakeets picked up Duke Johnson this week, mm. obviously went off for the Dolphins and picked up Jake Fromm, who is probably going to be starting for the Giants this week. Um, and, and don't forget Craig Reynolds, who has yeah, yeah, yeah. 37, uh, rushing attempts and almost 200 yards rushing in the past two weeks. I mean, that's pretty decent stat numbers i won't lie i put a bit in for him too uh not not the 16 but or whatever it was but yeah i put in a big bid yeah uh you know it's it's things like that i i think evan's still checking um he's trying to win it and and why not um you know i think tim tim set his lineup too um i don't know I, i just I think uh, Peyton's making nachos wins this outright, but I think the pensive parakeets keeps it close enough. Um, I expect a bounce back game from Arizona and, and Kyler Murray. Um, the problem is I expect James Connor to also be a beneficiary if there is that bounce back. So I think they kind of offset each other on either side here. And um, you know, you talked about, you talked about Blake Bortles being relevant four years ago while Davis Mills going up against the Chargers. So might be looking at a zero through three quarters and then put up 20 fantasy points for, for Payne's making nacho. So I, I'm going to pick the parakeets to cover the 28 point number. Um, but I think uh, Payne's making nachos wins this one out. Right. I think it's a solid pick. Uh, give me the nachos. I kind of want to take uh, I think they cover on this one. Um, 
they uh, they just they seem to be kind of lucky this season except in a very unlucky kind of way um you know seems that way for a while (laughs) yeah it just kind of feels like this loser's bracket was made for tim right like (laughs) this is where he shines this is where he shines so give me him i want him on the hot streak uh i like what i see out of this team and i'm hoping hoping aj green pulls out a really nice game again um like he did like two weeks ago um so yeah. All right. Let's get into the weekly contest. Yeah. So uh, last week, the weekly contest was longest made field goal. Uh, and despite Byron picking Matt Gay, he swapped Matt Gay out for uh, McPherson, uh, who kicked a, what was it, a 59 yarder? 58 yarder. He was in Denver. Yarder. I, I didn't look. And yeah. I was like, everyone kicks a huge kick in yeah. Denver. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Good for it. And uh, good for you, Byron. $50 richer there. Um, and then our eliminated from playoff uh, highest scorer was Philly Citywide with 107, um, winning the, uh, uh, the highest point total in week 15. Uh, week 16 is a fun one. Brilliant. The $50 side pot goes to the player, the starting player with the highest rush yard average on your team does not have to be a running back, just the highest rush yard average. You could have uh, one wide receiver end around for 30 yards. You could have a fake punt like Travis Homer had a couple weeks ago for Seattle, um, you know, and get, get 50 yards or something, or just the running back with a good game. And, and maybe that'll be enough to, to win it, but definitely a dart throw here. Um, which I think is exciting. I, I've got three things to say. And only one okay. of them is actually relevant to, you know, who, who's <laughs> going to win this. But first off, I want to just pat myself on the back because without Drew here, I'm actually listening to the weekly competition. I don't have to ask you what it is for the second time because I'm focused in, I'm keyed in, and I, I just good job, Byron. Way, way to pay attention at the end of the podcast, <laughs> unlike probably most of our audience at this point. Two, I just want to say again how fucking brilliant these end of the year side pod competitions are because super fun. Like, I actually spent a legitimate amount of time contemplating who was more likely to kick the longer field goal. I looked into weather conditions prior to the games just to make sure. And yeah, it worked out in my favor, but still, I love the fact that it's, it, it doesn't necessarily, usually the weekly competitions go to the person who is already going to win their week. Like something very good happens. Like they have the most amount of points. Now there's, there's some exceptions, like the one where we had to get the closest to 8.88 points or whatever it was. Uh, but that's generally how it is. But these are just seem completely random. Anyone can win it. So I really do expect the people not in the playoffs to start all of the most wonky plays because I assure you, it's not going to be the Rex Burkheads with 15 carries that get this thing. It's going to be like Dave said, the guy, the Travis Homer who gets one carry and breaks it off for 40 yards. The uh, yeah. My personal belief is it's going to probably be a quarterback. I, I think they're on average, you know, usually like something like 10 yards a carry or something like that. And, you know, especially a guy like not even like a, like a Lamar Jackson, who's you expect to run. It's going to be some like 
Carson Wentz, who, you know, breaks out and runs for like 30 yards when the guys are all in previewing defense and the coaches are like, throw it, Carson. You can't score a touchdown. We've got three seconds left. And he runs anyways. But yeah, that's what I'm kind of expecting. So uh, I have no idea who to pick. Do you have someone in mind? Uh, I've got a couple people in mind. Um, I do think this is wide open and, and a lot of fun. Um, but I am looking at, uh, I've narrowed it down to two players and, and I'm, you know, I'll pick those two while you look and make up something. Cause you had no idea this was the award. Um, but I'm looking at, uh, like Eno Benjamin. Mm, that's a great one. Uh, a third string running back who comes in for that fourth quarter play when the game's out of line runs for 15 yards and, uh, and, and just, just gets it. So Tyler, check that, look down your team a little. Um, and then I'm also looking at a, uh, a Tavon Austin on the Jaguars. Maybe that little Tavon Austin end around, he averages less than one touch a game. I think he gets one touch this week. Um, maybe a double digit end around there. So um, those are, those are my two picks. Oh man, in this time period, I only looked at one team, so that did not go well for me. Um, well, you threw out quarterback. I so. threw out quarterback, and then I'm immediately backing away from that. Give me, you know what? I, I'm just going to go with the first player that I see that I think could get it. Give me Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, breakaway run guy for. Man, he's going to get 10 carries. Though. See, the problem is he gets thing. too many. My what you need. Here you gone. go. Larry right. Roundtree, the third. Bam. That's who I'm going with. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate the backup. I don't know who that player is, but I'm sure he's a superstar. So thanks, Dave. Well, I think that's it for our podcast this week. Merry Christmas, you fucking fantasy reindeer slaying motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) It was close. (laughs) Uh, That was pretty good. All right, guys. I hope you had to pack everything you want under your tree and or hanukkah thing i don't know uh menorah and then uh yeah enjoy it or, or just do what i do festivus for the rest of us um serenity now because that's what i'm gonna be screaming when i fucking lose to druids this week serenity now all right Hopefully that was not that good of another... an ending joke but I, I need you yeah. to laugh a little bit more but now i'm just making it awkward so bye guys see ya